Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Win your share of $1 million with the Play Sugar House Beat the Spread Challenge. When you bet on pro football games at Play Sugar House this season, you can win weekly and season-long prizes. Every time you beat the spread, you'll earn points and move your way up the leaderboard toward the top prizes. See official rules for details. Download the Play Sugar House app or go to PlaySugarHouse.com and start winning. Playable in New Jersey only must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Konnichiwa! Minasan, konnichiwa! Hello everyone, after three weeks later, welcome back to another edition of Talk to Keiki. I am Matt, your host, and joining me is a man who has backstage heats. The reason why we have not, we have been away for so long. Ethan, what's up? <laughs> oh, I chuckle at the backstage heat. It always makes me chuckle as a wrestling fan. But yes. yeah, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's why I said it. <laughs> yeah, let me lead off the show with my sincerest condolences for myself. But no, I'm just kidding. I do want to lead but off. It, my... it is you. <laughs> it is. I know. No, okay. I uh, before that, though, uh, what our last episode after we hung up? That was what he told me. Oh, by the way, I'm gone for a week. <laughs> Instead of saying it. As his closing thing at before we cut off. Sorry. Go So I was like, yeah, son of a bitch. Should have said it a minute before we hung up. But anyway, uh, during that time that we have met up for a day, we had a blast. Food, drinks, sports. Talked a lot. And some music. What to basically ignore us talking. Basically. I miss you, buddy. I miss you too. We'll have another one soon. But yeah, uh, so basically, uh, him being away was not in vain. However, now we now know a week off for him is basically missing a quarter of a season. <laughs> Seriously, dude. No, but it's, you know, all right. So let me break this down for everybody. Okay. I, I do have a fucking life outside of watching anime. I'm not a fucking, right. okay? I'm not a shut in. Yeah, and so do I. <laughs> yeah, we have lives. So for me, though, it, you know what I mean? Like, I go to the gym three times a week. I right. work a full time job in, in, in security, in IT security. So I can't just fuck off as much as I want to. I can't just fuck off at work anymore like I used to when I used to work at a call center overnight. So it, it, it pulls that back. I go to the boxing gym three times a week, as I said. Uh, by the time I come home, I, I eat, I, you know, I chill. I maybe watch an episode or two and then 
I, I, I knock out. And then during the weekend, I always, I'm always out either watching the fights or I'm, I'm now I'm going to dubstep events. Lately, I've been going to dubstep events, things of that nature. I got people coming over to hang out with me. So I've been putting anime as much as I think about anime every single day. Cause I truly do think of anime every single day. Um, just watching things consistently has been a struggle. So the reason why it took us three weeks is because of the fact as Matthew said, I was on vacation. And so when you're on vacation, you don't really sit in front of your tablet or your TV and watch anime, you go out and do shit. So, yeah. um, I got backed up significantly and then being here, I just, again, trying to, cause there's so many shows. I, how many, how many did we go through? Like 10? Maybe uh, more or less, yeah. And then, and yeah, again, uh, the fact you're on vacation, you just want to relax, and then yeah, it, ta- it takes it takes a little bit to adjust back to after vacation. Yeah, just getting a thing. So it it, we, it took us basically. I was behind a week more or less, and then oh shit, hold on a second, my my headset died. God damn it, hold on, hold on. Technical All difficulties right. again, folks. <laughs> Technical difficulties again. Um, I'll go get batteries during our break. Let's continue the conversation in the meantime. So, as I was saying, yeah, it's, you know, it took me a while to basically get my bearings back in, and th- we were watching so many different animes, so it took me a while to catch up. It took me approximately two weeks to catch up, and I'm still not caught up on a couple of the animes. So today, you won't hear me talk about Boruto, you won't hear me talk about Scarlet Nexus, because I'm still behind on those, and unfortunately, you won't hear us talk about Aquatope as of yet, because I'm still behind on that. My ultimate goal for us to be able to record this podcast was to be able to finish off every single anime that concluded this season, and Aquatope, Boruto, Scarlet Nexus, and others um, that I believe... Matthew, you may be watching one or another Which one, one, right? I don't know. Are you? Uh, uh, out of those? No, just I. I just finished Aquatope. Oh no, but I'm saying like there's no other ones that you're looking at right now that are continuous, right? Only Aquatope. Yeah, I think it's just Aquatope for us, aside from like the normal seasonal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we won't talk about that this week. You'll hear us talk about that in a few weeks from now, because um, let me just give you the rundown of what we're gonna do. So this is gonna be a long episode, as you imagine, because the the summer season is over and we have a fuck ton to talk about. So we're gonna break this down, hopefully, in, in a single episode. If it's too long, you'll get a two parter. Um, and then you're gonna get a separate episode that we're gonna record coming up um Monday, Monday. from now. Um, from our recording as of now, we're going to record again on Monday. That'll be our seasonal awards and our breakdowns for that. Um, and then we also have a special announcement on Monday as well um, in terms of the future of the podcast, something that I know uh, our listeners will thoroughly enjoy and something I know right. you'll enjoy, Matthew. I, I won't yeah. really as much because, you know, it's not my alleyway per se, but, you know, I'll make do. But, with the, but I think it will help us. Hmm. It will, hopefully. It, and it, it yeah. should. And I, then, I, uh, what you call it, after the awards, we're, we're going to do our official lineup of what we're going to be watching that fall. Exactly. And, and then we're going to have another break so because Matthew's going on his honeymoon, I think, right? Honeymoon. Uh, it's my, no, it's my three-year anniversary. We're going to Iceland. Ooh, um, fancy. But what you call it? But the fact that we are going to possibly have this as a two-parter means that there'll be an extra. The like, we won't be behind in terms of episodes being uploaded onto websites. Yes, so, like there won't be a backlog if this somehow turns into a two-parter. But um, basically, we're going to do the awards Monday. Then next week, we're going to start our fall stuff, not reviews, just basically our thoughts on what we're watching. Yeah, and when and I come then, back from vacation, that's when we're going to basically get right to it. Uh, probably I'll probably I'll I'll be on vacation till that following Thursday. Like I'll be back this Sunday. Mm. So if we do the recording like the Wednesday, like my last day of vacation, we could that I could, I'll be definitely be caught up and we do proper reviews going forward with that. Mm. Yeah, and I just hopefully not. I don't have too much shit that backs me up because this season yeah. is gonna be fucking crazy. 
Yep. It's so we will. So we will see. Uh, anyway, before we get to the reviews, because again, we're just gonna go dive right into it. But before that, we do have some unfortunate news. Uh, yesterday, the manga creator of Golga Thirteen, Tako Saito, died at the age of eighty-four. Uh, but yeah, we found about this. Uh, I haven't read the manga myself, but it is a popular one. Uh, various volumes. Uh, he's been doing this since. Oof. Uh, he started publishing uh, Gogo 13 since 1968. Jesus Christ, dude. We weren't even a gleam in our grandfather's eye. Yeah, I, I think... Uh, I think I'm think not sure if he's in the Giz World Records for like most published volumes. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's still amazing. You know the uh, amount of money? A fun fact that I learned about mangaka is yeah. that on average, they make anywhere from 90 to 105 page, uh, $105, um, about 10 to 15,000 yen per page they draw. So, so about, uh, and the normal is about 13 to 15 pages. <laughs> yeah. Can, so can you imagine all the fucking, man? He, yeah, that's about like, I got like almost 60 years. <laughs> Yeah, he made it. He made a damn good living there. Uh, uh, based and the, adapted to a movie in '83. There's a video anime in 1998, and 50 episodes on TV from 2008 to 2009. But uh, but unfortunately, here and we send our condolences to his family, loved ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, yeah, it was also due to pancreatic cancer. That sucks. Yeah. That's like one of my biggest fears in life, too, is like to get like a terminal cancer. Well, that uh, was um, well, that was how my partner's father died. Yeah. Both both parents. Yeah, my one pancreatic, one uh, colon. Yeah, my but, uh, about a colon. But cancer. I apologize. It's September twenty fourth is when he passed away. The my article birthday. Was yeah, hey, that's your birthday gift. You killed you killed this famous manga creator. God damn it! I'm sorry. Go ahead to go. Anyway, um, should we just get to the meat of the matter though? Yeah, we got a lot to cover. So, um, let's go ahead and take our first break, and then we're gonna slide in this motherfucker. Alrighty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, we're back. Tadaima! All right, welcome back, everyone. Uh, Ethan, would you care to start us off? Also, for the fans, this is how it's going to work. Since we, even though we're three episodes behind, we're going to talk about 
the penultimate and the finale episode because those are the most important ones for the season. So, but if anything happened beforehand, like important that we'll talk about briefly, but on that, we're just going to talk about the last two episodes specifically. Yeah. How do I sound, by the way? I just changed the batteries. I'm using my, uh, my fucking, uh, fire stick batteries because I know they told me those are low, so I might as well kill those too. Okay. You know? Uh, I hear you fine. All right. Subarashidista. Hi. Okay. So, um, let's talk about the ones that I did. What are we looking at? Let me pull this bitch up because I was fucking around. My bad. Fucking up again. God damn it. Sukumichi. I want to start off with Sukumichi because Sukumichi. All right, go ahead. Start with whatever you want. Sukumichi, bro. Fucking. It pulled off. A fucking wild final two episodes basically and i have to really talk about the um i have to talk about episode 10 as well i have to talk about the hey, episode, hey, episode. By all means. basically for if i'm not mistaken we left off on episode 9 episode 10 basically uh mio and Ma- uh, makoto go into the the forest and they they get they meet up the, with the elves and the elves attack them and then um they also meet um a group of adventurers led by this f- a woman who was basically acting as like a con artist on the street pretending to be a whore uh, and so um she he ends up saving their lives um as they're being attacked by the elves and he manages to basically hold them captive in, in right. the in the forbidden city and what happens is he goes back he earns the trust of the elves because of the fact that um fucking uh what's her face ah oh, now i'm forgetting her name um uh tomoe Tomoe basically made the 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 barrier for the elven city. So he manages to get their respect and he tries to bring them in uh into the into the forbidden city. He does it later on as well while he's away, but we'll get to that later. So um like I said the the adventurers that he ends up basically holding captive are are evil indeed. And so a, ch- a chain of events happen when they try to steal some some dwarven um defects that are still worth a lot of money because they're made by dwarves weapons made by dwarves and so it causes a humongous explosion and it kills several people including the fragment of tomoe and that leads us into the penultimate episode where the penultimate episode makoto loses his shit and keep in mind as i've said throughout the season uh sukamichi likes to have a lot of funniness and it was so jarring to see this not be funny like makoto killed this woman in cold blood literally fucking she's like you know he's like oh like he didn't care he took off his mask and she's like oh boy you're ugly then he started speaking to her he's like oh are you a demi-human you're not speaking proper english he's like i don't care you know like oh you're you basically told her like yo you're a piece of shit you killed innocent people that didn't need to be innocent because of your greed da, 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 da. and he's just walking with this fucking stare on his face like i'm gonna fucking rape this bitch like that's literally what it looked like <clears throat> and so she attacks. She's like, don't come closer. Don't come closer. And she attacks with one of the swords that she stole. And Makoto, with a with a small blade that he was given to by one of the ogres that was killed. I think it was one of the ogres that was killed. Um, slices this woman's hands off. And she's, oh, my God, my arms, my arms, my arms. You know, she, so her hands are, are sliced off. And she's like, no, don't come closer. Don't come closer. And literally with cold blood, she's like, he's like, shut up. And he slits his, her fucking throat, bro fucking slit her throat and she fucking just died and he was and it's really powerful because you know in terms of like an emotional level you know we always say like i'm prepared to kill for my family i would kill anybody for blah 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 i would kill this person at this but bro when it really happens like 
dude, like, how are you really supposed to feel? And so he started thinking back to when he was a child about how um, he there was like a dead rabbit or something. It was like some sort of dead animal. And he's like, Mama, I want to save the animal. And, and his mother's like, no, it's it's dead. You can't save it. And he started crying. And so he, he hadn't experienced death since that moment. And he just sits there and he cries. He's like, why am I crying? This woman killed my friends. Why am I crying? And he's like, oh, death is sad. That's right. Death, you're supposed to cry when something dies. Wow. And it, that was a very powerful moment. And so um, that's basically the gist of the penultimate episode. The penultimate episode ends with him wanting to go to a to, uh, to this neutral city so he can uh, learn magic. And he does it with the Licked, um, which, by the way, the Licked um, briefly um, is basically controlling one of the elves. I believe the, the two elf girls, their master, he's controlling it. And Makoto easily defeats the elf. Um, and that's how the whole train of event happens with Tomoe and the elven city. Of how, like, oh, you know, I'm the one who gave you the, the barrier, da 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 etc. So so they go to the Forbidden City, they go to the school, and the penultimate episode ends with him with the goddess saying, I found you, and he teleports, forcibly teleports Makoto to a battlefield where there's an impending war between the humans and the demons. And so the final episode basically is it starts off with this fucking incredible battle. Like, you know, there's been some cool magic in Tsukamichi because it is an isekai. And as I've said before, Makoto is OP as fuck because he was summoned from another world. But my God, bro, like we saw full fucking full blood fucking makoto trying to say fend for his life trying to defeat these two like heads of like the demon army basically and he created a whole like lake with a fucking arrow from the skies he's falling from the heavens it was i i'm not doing this battle justice but it was fucking incredible dude like it was it was goddamn incredible for real so he manages to escape into the demon city and he passes out um he lost his fingers in the battle he lost his uh, middle finger and his ring finger on his left hand as part of the battle and he still kept going still was fucking op as shit and he passes out when he gets back to the to the to the um the the the, i guess what kind of city whatever like not the forbidden city but the enchanted city some shit i forget what the city name is but anyway he he gets up getting he he wakes up he's nursed back to health and he explains everything that happens to tomoe the licked and and, um, and Mio, and he says, listen, I'm still going to go back. And so basically, we also find out there are two other heroes that he didn't get a chance to meet because of the whole events that happened. So basically, the goddess has three heroes. They call them the disciples of the goddess. And so the two that she basically kept and gave her divine power and all of that, they stayed in the battle and they were there. But Makoto does not have any sort of divine intervention from the goddess. And he's more OP than both of them because of his training and his anger. Like, right. it's... It's pretty fucking wicked, dude. So basically, the season ends with him going, wanting to go back to the to the the city, the the neutral city, for him to go to school and learn his magic and all that stuff. And they basically, you know, they, we see the elves; they're in the city now and all of that. So, I mean, man, that was a strong fucking end, considering like it went from funny, funny, still funny, like oh, there's some action, still funny, it was super dark, and then super action, like it was fucking dope. So. There's that one. Um, we'll go with Million Lives next, and we'll skip Scarlet Nexus. Million Lives. Um, another good end to the season, and, and I'll go over this during my 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 review as as we go along. But basically, um, the episode basically has the um, I forget her name now because I'm so again I, I watched all these way back now, but um, right. I forget her name. What the fuck is her name? Like the, there's like a little girl basically, and the little girl. Ugh, fuck man, how do I describe this? Basically, mm. long story short, they 
as they're traveling, trying to get out of the city, their, their obje ultimate objective is to get out of the forest, and they're trying to find a place called New Eden, and it's basically based off a myth, and so um, Iris, um, let's start the penultimate episode. At the end of episode 10, Iris is basically, uh, he kills, she kills the man who killed her uh, her grandfather, but right. Iris has been... Um, She's been taken over by like this parasite. It's like a snake in the eye. And basically when you get taken over, you're dead. Like it's already a wrap. And so they forced um, Tori, um, Tori-san to kill her. So he fucking chops off her head. And he's sad because Iris really took a, a, a liking toward Tori and it made him feel sad. But basically they're trying to find out how she got infected. And so the gang also mentions how they feel tired, they feel weak, and it's the same symptoms from Jiffon Island. And basically, they surmise that there's a dragon, like a dragon wizard or something like that. Basically, it's someone who uses, who like, who's devout to the dragons. They want to resurrect the dragons, so they do what's called a blood sacrifice, and they drain all the the mana from um from the humans, so they can give it to the the, the dragon and they can revive it. So they, they surmise that oh, it's the same thing. There's a dragon wizard around, and so basically Yotsuya um goes to try and find um new eden and glenn um is in charge of trying to find the dragon wizard and the other heroes are basically playing support as needed you know battling and assisting them basically and come to find out long story short excuse me um yotsuya accidentally finds new eden and he finds it through uh, uh, a parable that the old man, the, the grandfather, said before he died. He said, only those who have accepted their death are able to find New Eden. When you hear that, it means, oh, like you only reach New Eden when you die. They're making it seem like heaven um, or Valhalla or whatever you believe in. But what happens is they basically come to a waterfall and they feel they feel the presence of like some sort of like life in there, but they can't find it. So it clicks with Yotsuya and he's like, I'll be right back. And he basically commits suicide. He jumps he jumps into the this fucking waterfall and he goes deep into like a cavern and he's like, Oh, why is the water flow different? And he manages to swim and he finds New Eden behind the waterfall hidden from the hidden from the dragon princess at the same time that this happens glenn manages to corner the dra the dragon um the dragon uh, warrior dragon wizard whatever it's called and right. it ends up being uh oh her name is jezebe that's the girl it ends up being jezebe which is the girl that basically takes over the entire second half of the of the season and it ends up being her come to find out she has the ability to implant memories and the reason why she's found out in the end is because of the fact that her brother who she claimed was her brother basically had like a mental impairment um like he like fell on his head or something and or it was like from tragedy basically like, you ever have that like i forget what it's called but you know when like somebody very close to you dies or somebody you cared about dies and you become like uh, like despondent like you're just like void of and you're like a shell of yourself and you say right. nothing, you feel nothing you don't cry you don't smile you don't say anything you're just like a void of like nothing basically no, that was the point. yeah that was the boy and so Jezebe has this power to implant false memories into people or mind control people and animals and um and the, the monsters but because this boy was despondent and had this mental issue he didn't he wasn't affected. So he wakes up from his issue. He gets over it. He falls on his head again and he gets over it eventually. And when they're like, oh, this is your sister. He's like, I don't have a sister. So basically Glenn puts that two and two together and we're like, oh, Jezebel, you're the dragon princess. And she turns wicked and she's like, ah, ha, 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 you knew. And they go over like everything that happened. Um, and then basically the final episode is a final battle. 
between um Jezebi and the monsters and Yotian and the warriors and of course the, the 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 heroes come out on top and they manage to save the village basically they clear the quest and they're on their merry way um Glenn because she was the one who found Jezebi um ends up getting to ask the question at the end of the mission uh, they always allow you to answer ask one question and you're able to answer it or you're able to ask it so okay. she asks why is it and th- it, it, this is a callback so, and I'll talk about it again during the during the review on Monday. But um, they did a callback from like the middle of like the first season, and they're like, "Hey, why is it that a dragon, a giant dragon, comes into our world and fucking kills everybody?" And they say that, "Oh, there's basically a portal somewhere in in the on Earth that allows like this dragon to be awoken." So. All events are leading to another season of of um, a million lives, and um, basically you find out what's going on. And at the end of the day, and one of the things again, I'll talk about it during the season is Yotsuya finds himself, and he ends up in his balcony, staring out into Tokyo, and um, he's visited by the girl, by like the, the the magical girl or whatever she's called, and she's like, "So, what do you think?" And he's like, I understand the value of life more. I understand the value of living. Um, it's almost as if, you know, with our quest as heroes, we're standing on a million lives, which is the title of the show. And he's like, I'll keep, credits. And he's like, I'll keep living. I'll keep fighting for the sake of the world, for the sake of ourselves. And then roll credits. So that was a really good end to a really solid storytelling season. It's a mediocre anime, except for the storytelling this season. The storytelling was really, really good. Um... We'll go next. Again, I'm skipping Boruto because I haven't seen Boruto. So the last one we're going to go with from my side is Slime. Holy shit, Slime was fucking great. Oh, my God. I'm going to let you know. I'm going to. All right. Spoiler alert, guys. Slime yes. is Slime is in there with Remake for me as my anime of the season. I won't tell you which one it is. You'll have to wait for Monday and listen to that episode to find out what I'm choosing. But it's Slime and it's Remake. My God. Slime is wicked. I just knocked my cord off of my headset god damn it hold on hold on hold on stop breaking stop breaking the cords son of a bitch fucking hell how do i sound do you hear me do you hear me uh, I don't hear the audio. I can hear you, but... You hear me. You don't hear the audio. Okay, so I'm still on Yeti. We're still good. All right, Slime. Ladies and gentlemen, Slime was fucking incredible because you know why? We got full power Rimuru, and we see full power everyone else, and they destroy... They put cock and fucking ass into fucking Clayman. Like, no lube, no warning, just fucking full-on dick in the ass, fucking destroyed it, left it wrecked, killed this motherfucker. It was fantastic. It was glorious. Seeing fucking, seeing Shion, seeing fucking Milam, seeing fucking, uh, what's his face? God damn it. Um, Veldera, seeing the um the the fucking robot girl piece up the bitch, seeing freaking um Rimuru save the fox girl who's being tortured because Clayman tortures and keeps these people as slaves basically and oh my god, it was fucking fabulous. Absolutely goddamn fabulous. So they end up killing Clayman. Rimuru kill- basically uses Belzebub, which is basically the OP gluttony, to suck up the the soul and the and the existence of fucking of Clayman, and that's the that's the end of that. He saves one of the fingers, um, and now the fingers has become his new pet. Um, they piece up one of the other um one of the other fingers, and that just becomes like just a fucking doll in essence. And yeah, and we again, like I said, Shion is OP. 
We even find out that Milam um, it was faking it the whole time. She wasn't under his control because she's OP like like fucking like Rimuru. So right. we find out that basically she um, was faking it and she was good the whole time. But then that brings up the question of if she was faking it the whole time, she still destroyed uh, 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 fucking Tanzania. What was what it called? Um, the, the Animal Kingdom, basically. She destroyed the Animal right. Kingdom on her own volition. So basically, this sets off a chain reaction where two of the demon lords um, carry on and then um i forget the other girl's name um she's like a dragon girl um they basically say like no we're gonna serve milliam carrium's like listen like you defeated me and you destroyed my kingdom so you're gonna take responsibility for my kingdom and i'm gonna be like one of your top aides and fucking the dragon girl's like i saw rimuru i can't stand up to rimuru unless i'm in the sky and even then like i stand no chance i'm weak as fuck i'm just gonna be under milliam because milliam's op and that's a wrap so basically they lost three demon lords and managed to get one in Rimuru. So basically the 10 demon lords become eight demon lords and they want to come up with a name. And so Rimuru comes up with the name of um of the the eight the eight point star, the pentagram. He's right. like pentagram, the eight demon lords. And they also Valentine, uh Demon Lord Valentine is also um also revealed and she's basically now the head um compared to a guy and oh but I, you 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 saw slime or, or have you caught up on slime i'm not i i have seen slime but i'm not caught up on it you're not caught up man wait till you get to the penultimate episode because the penultimate episode has some legit like yaoi vibes with guy and and rimuru even though rimuru is really a they because he's he rec he he recognizes himself as a man however he doesn't have a penis so Everyone else recognizes him as a girl, but he doesn't want to be recognized as a girl. He wants to be a man because he was so a man. Yeah, so yeah, they're 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 genderless. Yeah. Yeah. So he's genderless. He's androgynous and genderless. Whatever you, whatever thing you want. He's a they. You know, with all due respect to days, he was a, he's a they right now. So, um, but yeah, definitely some Yaoi vibes, and it was it was pretty like oh okay. And uh, one of our people, shout out to Marte, you fucking cocksucker, fuck you. Um, Marte mentioned he's like oh in the manga it's even crazier, like it looks even more sexualized and all that shit. And I was like oh shit so they they tamed it down for the anime but i i I regress anyway um yeah the show is op as fuck so now they return back to um they return back to uh what's it called to um tempest and everything is good um rimuru is now recognized as a demon lord he is now demon lord rimuru um all is well and we move on to what was announced as a movie instead of a season three we're gonna get a movie and that'll be pretty wicked to everybody bitching, oh no, I don't want to see a movie. I want to see season three. You could fuck off a cliff. I hate people like you. Fuck off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Splat. Good. Thank you. Bye bye. Anyway, um, I didn't do the some of those reviews justice. I apologize. I'm still a little rusty. Um, some of these things again. I saw Sukumichi, uh, uh, fucking million lives and um slime last week so they're not as fresh as some of the other ones that i've binged so um yeah that's it for me buddy all very good all right now i'm gonna go with nighthead 2041 <laughs> and what in the french fry titty fuck was that <laughs> i like french fries and titty fuck so that's a really bad like yeah you know. yeah yeah but, like, but what the shit <laughs> oh my god a lot happened since we last recorded with this with this show, with this monstrosity known as an yeah, I mean we have we have this the prophet that says hey uh, 
uh, the Kuroki brothers go kill the Kirihara brothers. I'm like, why? Is because you know the whole uh, they saw because uh, Yuya sees a vision of the Kirihara brothers with the parents. Like, okay, maybe they killed our parents, even though they didn't. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Yuya's like, no, something's not right. So Takia, go talk to him. He's like, I got it. I will talk to him for you. Yeah. He doesn't talk to him. He wants to fucking fight him. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, the police. Uh, some of the police force members died during the fight with the Kirihara brothers. Is because of the the prophet giving them too much power. Mm-hmm. Now you have Yuya and uh, Noya connected in a sense. Ooh. But um, but they do they do explain more that there's two worlds and uh, Kirihara brothers ha- cannot go back to their world unless they feel their job and they don't know what their job is. Ooh. They don't know exactly what their purpose is. Ooh. So that's what they're trying to figure out because it. But while this is going on, the basically the apocalypse in the world they're in now is happening. Ooh. So, uh, what you call it? And then uh, you find a little more about uh, Futami. Well, the kind of like the... Futanari, what? The, no, not Futanari. <laughs> no. Futami. Futami. <laughs> Guys, if you heard me say Futanari, don't Google that at, at work. Uh, or uh, do it at uh, work and get fired. I don't well, like this, this uh, celestial being in a school girl in a high school girl's body. That sounds in awesome. a sense. Ooh. But uh eventually um eventually they, like I forgot what she said. I got so I, I ignored the last week, the penultimate. But eventually the Kirihara brothers and the Kuroki brothers are face to face again. And you have Yuya and Noya like having like this little vision sharing thing. Yeah. You know, Takuya is against it. Mm. So he's like, okay, I'm gonna go find Naoto again. I ain't gonna talk to him again. I'm gonna fight him again. Mm, no that talk. So well, hands. the first fucking time. Hands, motherfucker. No, with, with sidekick abilities. Mine, nigga. Let's yeah, go. So, and, and Takia just throws Naruto around, and then you see the, the police force say, okay, we're gonna kill both of them. Because yeah. they're disobeyed orders, basically. Mm. So so they so those two put the differences aside while you and Naruto are just basically in this little mind thing trying to figure out what to do to disperse this relationship with the the four with the four brothers because apparently they were told they were destined to kill each other and then uh as they're fighting hey there you're live yeah i'm here okay as they're fighting uh like as they're helping each other out uh daisuke the uh daisuke yes the the main cop he's like i'm gonna fight you all myself and you find out he's a sidekick the the cop the main cop is a sidekick too Oh, While he's okay. clapping cheeks to Noya and Takuya <laughs> the whole time. And you want to know how that fight ends? Just like this? No, no. I wish. I'd rather that. I'd rather that. <laughs> it ends with the prophet shooting the cop in the back. Oh, man. Cop I felt like, you're fucking kidding me. And that was like, that was the first couple of minutes. Shout out to Homicide. Cop killer. Let's go. I was like, okay, uh, he's basically disabled. They got shot below the, like, he got shot in the spine. He can't walk anymore. He's oh, useless. He's, he's oh, what the shit? He's the, he's the new Joe Swanson. Yes. <laughs> well, he's dead anyway. Now he's dead now. Uh, anyway, uh, the, Kiri, the, the, the the two brothers, they all link up, and they're back at the main place yeah. uh, where the Kiriha brothers are normally transported to. Yeah. They find out the only way to do this is only two of us had to exist. Yeah. So the Kirihara brothers told the Kuroki brothers, like, all right, we're leaving, basically. Because, mm. like, this is not really our place. Like, we ha- we're in the other world. Mm. Like, this was our purpose, to help, help to help them get their balance in that world. Mm-hmm. 
So that's when they're like, oh, yeah, like, it's a shame that we're all bonded now, basically. Mm. Basically trying to kill each other. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, you see the Kiryu Hala brothers walk away. Mm-hmm. And so that now it's just Takuya Yuya. Mm-hmm. They go to the, they go, they, they're they walking by the passive shop and they saw their parents mm-hmm. in this antique shop. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they go in there. They didn't, they don't, they don't say mom, dad right away. They just like say hi, like, hey, we're just, we just saw the shop. We looked in. Mm-hmm. Asked them if they had kids. Mm-hmm. They're like they're they're hesitant. Like yes, but like, a long time ago type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then you see that red black headed bitch Kimmy say, "Hey, I'm gonna take over shit. Uh, I need your powers to help me out here." Mm-hmm. And she starts to mind fuck them. Ooh. Like, hey, uh, I made this illusion. They're not real. What really happened is that you actually killed your parents. Oh, because of your psychic powers, mm-hmm. and that's why the police kept it under wraps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Takuya freaks out, but Yuya's like, actually, that's a lie. I actually control my powers now. You're just fucking with us. So our parents are actually here. So, and then Kimmy's like, no shit, you're right. Bye. <laughs> I'm gonna go now. And then, yeah, and then they reunite with their parents and they all embrace in each other's hugs. Oh. And, uh, and there's a sequel. I- I'm gonna pass. <laughs> Damn. But also, but. Spoiler alert. This is a low-ranking anime for uh, Matthew. Also, but this is how it ends, though. The Kiryu brothers actually did meet uh, the Kuroki brothers' parents. They actually did. They because we thought it was just an image implants. Mm-hmm. No, that was true because uh, the police took the, the Kuroki brothers away, saying, "Okay, we're going to take them now because of the powers." Mm-hmm. And the officer told the cops to kill the parents once we're out of there. Mm. So the Kirihara brothers basically saved the, the parents. Mm. So that's why they were there. Ah. They actually helped them. Imagine that. I know. But yeah, this is uh, my least favorite one for this season. Uh, that's going to be, that's your only spoiler word. But uh, uh, See, I was trying to lie, like, oh, where is it going to rank? It's low ranking, clearly. And oh, just, yeah. That's your my only low ranking is... <laughs> So there we go. The most disappointing but, uh, spoiler alert for Monday's yeah, awards. Yeah. But 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 the people that listen, they know how I feel. Yeah. But like, the concept is fine. The genre of it is fine. The animation is not a big deal. It's the CGI shit. It's fine. The soundtrack, like the musical composition, is probably my favorite in terms of the season. Like it's just the music is really good. My problem is is the fucking characters. That is the issue. Yeah. I feel, I feel like nothing got done. The, the Aside from the Kirihara brothers, especially Noya, everyone else just fucking sucked. <laughs> yeah, I that's that. just that's just really it. And like, I I can't enjoy it. Like, I need the characters. Like, you're basically you're having my time in a grand total of about four hours in these twelve to thirteen episodes. Yeah. So basically, you got maybe want to watch you, not just the plot, not just what the premise is, but the actual characters. <laughs> yeah. It, it all of it matters, and this was a big one that just. Took and no, took a big shit on the desk. Say what's up, bro? Yeah. Good God, I am done with them. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck Nighthead. Only we want Dayhead. Yeah. That, uh, apparently there was a another series of it like 15 years ago. I was like, uh, maybe I should, probably should have watched that to understand it better. But apparently it's different. Oh. It's a different take on it. So no, thank you. Uh, I'm very curious to see what analyst has rated this. Well, uh, on the my anime list, it's in like the lower six. It is in the lower sixes. Let's look and see on fucking. And I gave it a five, so fuck you. <laughs> oh, you do ten. That's right. You do ten. Uh, you do ten. Uh, ten. Ten point system, right? Yeah. You know, I used to do ten point system, but I feel like I don't know. 
10 point system is probably more accurate, but you know, I'm just okay. used to five because I, I don't know because me because I'm re- a wrestling fan and I like right. the Dave Meltzer system, even though I wish I could do half points and I wish I could. Well, give... Meltzer could eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> fuck him. Uh, you should, Man. Just, you he, should write, he could, you he should write, fuck off. bro, you should write that in our fucking, uh, in our, the, the, the wrestling hey, group that I invited someone, you in, you'll get a lot of likes. Someone could tag him, sure. You'd get a lot of likes, bro, if you, if you, uh, hey, fuck, Dave, Meltzer fuck it, that's because he thinks Omega the Bucks the greatest thing since Apple Pie, no, man, no fucking way. If he did not annoy them as the progress, the best, no, half the fans would not give a shit about him. Fuck you. I mean, they're not, you the hyped best. Them, he hyped them up so much, that's the problem. They're not the best ever, but I mean, bro, they're, you know. They're in the they're no, Kenny's good. That's it. He's really good. No, I would put, when he's I actually like would, not and when he's not too over the top, like an annoying over the top and can actually work with an actual wrestler, he's fine. Bucks, they don't give a shit because they know they'll get paid. <laughs> um Nighthead 41 is a 62% according to a uh, analyst. All right. That, that you know that that that's fine. If it, it's in the average, that's fine. I suppose. Again, there, there's plenty to like, but there's, again, the characters have made a big fucking damn Nah. Yeah. All okay. right. Moving on. Uh, my next, My Life as a Villainess, All Roots Lead to Doom. Mm. Um, it did pick up finally. Mm. I think the whole Keith being kidnapped helped. Mm. So that's when, when they were going to look for him. And they finally found him. Mm. Uh, they didn't see the, they didn't see, they didn't show his sister who kidnapped him. Like she was gone before that. Uh, Keith was basically drowning in dark magic. Mm. So Bakarita was trying to go in that circle, like trying to like like like, hey Keith, like wake up, basically. As, yeah. This certain thing she bought randomly at a marketplace was the thing that like helped get rid of the dark magic. Mm-hmm. Oh, incidentally, and then out of out of all that shadow magic, it turned to a little puppy. Aww. And the puppy's cute, and it's harmless, so Aww. that's always good. And it, it likes Bakarita a lot. But, but Keith with the fucking balls, when he's like snaps out of it, he looks at Bakarita, his adopted sister, and kisses her in front of uh, her fiance. Uh, <laughs> in front of the fiance Gerardo. So I was like, ha. Incest. Hashtag incest. I mean, he's just adopted, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I'm, very, I'm very grateful I don't have like an adopted or like a step. Yeah, yeah no. Like that. Like, I'm but then you find out you're not adopted. It's like, Clap cheeks, hey. motherfucker. Anyway, uh, there's a graduation party for the, all the students of the student council. And uh, Bakarina's having a girl's slumber party. And then Gerardo's trying to get alone time with Bakarina. Like, no, ain't happening. Fuck you. Mm. Again, cock blocked. Mm. And says she's so fucking dense of everyone's feelings. She's too fucking stupid. <laughs> I love her, but she's too fucking stupid. Like, not like, uh, the, like the normal har- harem rom-com MC, but it, it, it multiplied a little. Normal stupidity. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> during the party, Keith's like, uh, I'm gonna, I, can I see you later type of thing. He's like, oh, yeah. Um, I said, be careful because um, what if you're like you're in my r- room alone right now? The maids are gone. Ooh. I can do something. Because my friend is like, hey, you like, like, hey, you like all the jobs type of thing. And then Keith gets cock blocked by the fiance. Uh, the girls, the other guys, like ah, what the fuck you doing? <laughs> and eventually, uh, Bakarina has her slumber party with uh, Mary, Maria, Sophia, all that shit. Mm-hmm. And then she has a dream. 
I had and uh, it's her old life, like before she got isekai and oh. she sees her best friend playing the game, like the fortune dream game. Mm-hmm. But it turns out it's a se- There's a sequel. There's a like fortune dream two, mm. and you see uh, Katarina, like the uh, before her, the reincarnation, like the actual video game character. Mm-hmm. Like oh, she's bad. She's a villain again. And you see uh, some of the old characters, like, uh, I think the only one that goes with her to the Magic Academy is Maria, mm-hmm. which is the one I actually ship with in not Toronto. So basically, I don't think the old characters are going to be there, mm-hmm. but they show, they also introduce the newer characters, like Cyrus, Dewey, and some other people. And then Bakuda is like, oh, this is not, it's just a dream. Mm-hmm. And when they go to the magic magic cavity, you find out that's actually legit. Like, hey, these are the people I saw in the dream. Hi, nice to meet you. You're in. We're all in the same class. And she freaks out, like, oh god, not again, basically. And after that, we we find out they're gonna get the series is going to get a movie. Hooray! And this was nice. Um, I, my major my major gripe was mostly the uh, first half because there was like I felt like it was just filler. It was just like it felt like a whole filler arc. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it was nice to see the characters. You see Bakarita being stupid. Everyone trying to make their moves while she's dense. Mm-hmm. You get a little bit of plot, but uh, the first half it just didn't go anywhere. But after the whole keep being kidnapped and then the last finale, okay, like okay, uh, we probably should have got that a little early, but <laughs> maybe so. But um, it was good enough. I got a, I got I gave it a seven and a half out of ten mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it picked up. If it did, it probably would have been a six and a half, maybe seven. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, first season is still great. Uh, I wonder how the movie's gonna go. If there is a third season, I'm definitely looking forward to that. <laughs> All right, my last one, Sunny Boy. You're surprised. It, if I'm it not went mistaken. from being I was probably gonna give it up to being one of my favorites. <laughs> how about them? Apple? It was that fucking. It got that fucking good. <laughs> and wow. <laughs> All right, where do I begin? Um. I'm going to go a little bit the episode before the penultimate because it actually is very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, uh, for one of the characters, you find out she was hiding her ability because she mm-hmm. said, oh, my ability is magnets when it wasn't true. Her mm-hmm. real ability is she could read people's thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe her name was uh, I believe her name is Hime. But uh, basically, as she find you find out she has a crush on one of the boys. Mm-hmm. I believe uh Asakaze, who is basically being manipulated by this uh, quote-unquote teacher, Aki-sensei. And she, like, she read the force that, like, Asakaze likes uh, Nozomi, the, the, that girl that, like, like looks for the light type of thing. Mm-hmm. She has a crush on her, but Nozomi mm-hmm. doesn't like her. Mm-hmm. And now, basically, the whole time, she's feeling like she's useless. Mm-hmm. Like, her power is useless, because basically, God fucked them. God fucked with them. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. So, basically, Aki-sensei says, hey, bring Nozomi with Asakaze, and then the girl that reads by is like, we're going to this war. Why? We're going to go find war to mm-hmm. kill him. Because remember what I said, war is there to kill God. Mm-hmm. And Aki-sensei doesn't want that. Mm. So she believes Asakaze has his power to find war and potentially kill him. Mm. And then uh, Nozomi confronted Asakaze saying, like, this is why I don't like you. Like, this is why I didn't want to go out with you. Mm-hmm. I don't respect you, especially the fact that she was being he was being manipulated by Aki Sensei. Mm-hmm. And while that's going on, the cliff fell beneath her. Mm-hmm. She falls, and then Asakaze what tries to go use his power to like get her up did not work. Mm-hmm. God says like he think it's gonna Sen- work. He's like you think your power's gonna work all the time? So he fucked with her. He fucked with him, and the zombie's dead. 
And I thought it was, okay, maybe she'll come back. The next episode later, he's really dead. Mm. There was people mourning over her while Mizuho Nagara, uh, what's his name? Yamazuko. Yuzuho. You said Mizuho. And I was like, no, Yuzuho. Yeah, no, Yuzuho. Yuzuho. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah uh, you just see him sitting in silence and then Mizuho is just crying. Mm-hmm. And of course, my favorite guy comes back. Rajahani came back. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he embraces them in a hug. And he said, I'm actually going to help. Like, after his travels, like, I'm going to help you get out of here, basically. Because mm-hmm. uh, Mizuho and Nagara were like, we're going to get out of here. It's like, okay, I can actually help you this time. Uh, so they get basically this spaceship looking thing. And mm-hmm. Rajahani chooses to stay behind. Mm-hmm. As in case, you know, sometimes if he wants to help someone, else escape basically so like you know what like uh, the whole world is so fascinating like i want to stay here mm-hmm. but people want to leave i can help them so you see mizuho and nagara go into the ship that's that's where the penultimate ended and for the finale today it started weird like nagara was in school like normal school mm-hmm. so, okay i guess they got out mm-hmm. like events events in the show how they got out but like before that like, you didn't know like, is this another world where everyone's, like, the alternate cells, basically? Or are they out? Mm-hmm. And then he sees uh, Mizuho, like, at the school sometime. And she asks, who are you? So it's like, are her memories gone? Does she not remember that they were in this other world for, like, two years? Are her powers gone? Like, I, like all of that. Mm-hmm. All of that. And so that left him depressed. And he saw Nozomi in this other world. Mm-hmm. The girl that died. Mm-hmm. And she's with... This other world, Asakaze, the one she rejected, and then eventually he gets depressed, and then and then we go back to like where they like, where they left off, and it's like it is multiple worlds. Uh, Nagara Mizuho start walking, and you see Asakaze in front of him, like you know, if you leave, like this is gonna fuck things up, and like we know, like we're leaving anyway. And they says basically, Rajahani disappeared somewhere, and almost all the other classmates are dead, mm-hmm. like Aki Sensei, Cap. Hayato, like Hime, Hoshi, everyone, they're gone. And it's just him left. Mm. So we don't know what happened. Did God get rid of them? Did War do his little tumor disease to kill them? We, we don't know. Mm-hmm. So, and then he basically gives them his compass and he's like, just go, type of thing. Mm. And, um, and you see God, like in this gate, like as they're about to cross, say, like, Come oh, you can't leave. Like, like, well, we're going to anyway. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you're not going to like it. Basically, they try to like, psych him out. So, and then they they eventually cross, and then you see him start running. You see the like, glowing light as they're like walking type of thing. It's like this was the this was the light that Zomi was looking for. Mm-hmm. So, like, okay, that's that's actually pretty cute. The light at the end of the tunnel, I think. It's, essentially, yeah. So, yeah. Then now, and then we go back to where they were. Like now, they're back into the school world, and then uh, Mizuho, like she starts feeling guilty. Of, like, yeah, like, I actually do remember you. Just Basically, a lot of shit happened, basically. Mm-hmm. There's them trying to adjust to that normal life mm-hmm. after everything they dealt with in those in those infinite multiple worlds mm-hmm. with all these powers and stuff they, they can do. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Nagara talked to Nozomi when uh, they saw an injured bird. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, can you help take care of it? And he was like, no, because what you call it? Uh, I have an apartment. I can't take pets or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they they eventually like they they were basically talking that whole ordeal. Zomi goes her own way with Asakaze, and Nagara talks about like starting his life over again. Like this is actually like a new beginning for him. Mm-hmm. And then it ends. 
It ends right there. <laughs> Happily ever after. It's more again, more of a bittersweet thing because again, a lot of people are gone, mm-hmm. dead, and I didn't see most of them in this new world. Mm-hmm. Again, they, again, they got out, but at the same time, it's just like, like at what cost type of ordeal? Yeah. Or was it worth it? Because again, people were most of them were happy there because after being trapped there for thousands of years, they got adjust, they were adjusted to it, mm-hmm. and they didn't age. Just they can die like normal, like being stabbed or whatever, but they wouldn't die of age. They they would stay the same age. Yeah. But uh, I love the world building of this. I love the concept of the powers as you. And yeah, a lot of these characters were interesting as it went along. So mm-hmm. I, all that helped the, the unique animation art style of it. Again, this the whole god, the war, what you call it, Nagara, Rajahani, Zoe. I, I, a lot of good characters. There was an actual element of mystery to it. Mm-hmm. Of just trying to get back, or if they're ever going to come back. Mm-hmm. Like, this is our life now. <laughs> and yeah, it was a lot of unique stuff. I think I thought it was creative. It's one of those you have to really pay attention or you're not going to get it. Yeah, the way you described it is just like, you know, I appreciate how they're like, it's like, oh, it makes you seem curious about it. But at the same time, like, there's no part of me that really wants to like, as much as I like a good mystery anime, like, I'd like to be able to like, understand everything going on, you know, what I mean, for what it's worth. And then like, you have your like, your little, your little tips and like, you know, like, oh, I feel this way. Maybe, maybe so. Like, oh, I feel that way. Oh, maybe, maybe so. Like, you know, right. but, but night with, I'm sorry, not with, with Sunny, with Sunny Boy, the way you've described it, it's like, okay, okay, okay. And then like, eventually, as you keep describing it, like, it, it just gets further and further and further from like, really like, understanding it. You know what I mean? Like, unless like you, like you said, unless you really pay attention and you've been watching it the whole yeah, time. Yeah, like, like, you have to focus. Yeah, from like, and, the outside like, every looking. Every little nip bit of each of these worlds and the characters are like this, everything they talk about mm-hmm. it's important later that's basically the grand gist of it mm-hmm. so it's a, if you want that type of supernatural mystery mm-hmm. it's definitely worth checking out that's one of those like you might not have that attention span this might yeah. not be particularly for you yeah but uh but yeah that's what i had to say about it um yeah, I definitely enjoy this one a lot. Uh, one week, we're gonna take one more break. Actually, no, we're gonna take our next break, and when we come back, we're gonna first do our spring continue it while well, ending, <laughs> and then we're gonna go to our actual finale. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. All right, we're back. Tadaima! All right, uh, which one we want to go with first? Uh, we're gonna finish off spring before we finish summer. <laughs> let's go with hero. All right, let's go with hero. Uh, probably one of the Probably the best arc. You know, I was thinking, I, I, we can maybe get more into the discussion, but is this maybe, like, the second half of My Hero with the My Villain Academia arc, is that really the best arc in My Hero anime history? Um, Again, if you were very curious about the villains and the characters, especially Shigaragi, yeah. I would say yes, unless you want to count the all-for-one fight, the, the first half of season three. Yeah. But I, I, again, this is, I think it's a fantastic arc in the fact that they did this in about four episodes or so, four to five episodes. Yeah. So, but damn. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking great shit, guys. It was, it's really, it's really fucking spectacular. You know, I'm, and I'm so curious now that we're going into season six whenever they announce season six. Well, um, they did well, announce it. Did they announce it? It's official, yeah. Okay. So, 
I'm very curious, A, what the villains are going to be like in the movie when it drops. B, how season six, like, dude, how OP is fucking Shigaraki going to be? Like, dude, like, how fucking OP? Like, fuck, dude. Like, that's going to be incredible. And they got to deal with... Also, the next arc is going to be the Paranormal Liberation War arc. Yeah. I think that's going to involve the villains, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. I think think they, they went to Daika City. Or the yeah. city. That's where the the season five ends, where they have basically right. all of the all of the the heroes and the um and the the classes. They're in Daika City. Right, but I don't think they should redeem Shigaraki at the end of this series in general. Mm. I feel like you have to kill him. Yeah, yeah. I, see. I I feel like it would be more impactful than just saying basically, "I'm sorry, I'm a good guy now" type of thing. But if Deku's gonna be the one to defeat him, he's not gonna kill him. Because he hasn't killed anybody he's defeated. But I feel like that might be his first. I don't think. I get but, what you're saying. But, but I, I, I cannot My see... hero's not that dark. I know, but I cannot see him living either. I, I agree with you. I see what you're saying. Like, I hell, I would love to see him kill All Might. Oh, God, that's going to be so rough to see. But, I, but it would be so impactful, though. It would be. It would like, be. Like, especially by hero... him. His master's grandson. Yeah. You know, I was going to say my heroes never made me cry from an actual scene, but I was like, no, I can't say that because I did cry when Night Eye died. Right? (laughs) I did did cry when Night Eye died. I can't even say, like, ah, a scene has never made me cry. I know I cried during Aerie. All the Aerie shit I cried, and then, yeah, fucking Night Eye died. I felt that one. That was feel. But yeah. But yeah, just his backstory just fucks. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, we like I said, like or like Matthew said, rather, we see Shigaraki's backstory and it's so dark how he, you know, fucking he was more or less abused by his dad and his dad um, was he hated heroes, not because of fucking anything they did, but rather the fact that his grandmother, who was all might sensei, we find out basically a ba- not abandoned him but prioritized um hero work yeah <laughs> hero work instead of being a mom and it scarred him for life and basically um shigaraki or shimura uh, as he was known back then um his love of heroes really just pissed off his, his and his, his quirk and all of that it pissed off his um what's it called his father and you know by the way there's an interesting tidbit um as we know or as we saw, Shigaraki's quirk didn't manifest itself until he was experiencing extreme psychological trauma and distress. And right. a byproduct of his quirk potentially coming out was the itching. Um, later on, after this arc is done, um, and it happens in the final episode, I think it happened in the second the final episode, or it might be the final episode. Um, oh, the arc ended? or No, so whenever, when they go back, to, I think it was the final episode, they went back to the heroes, and someone alerts... Um, sensei about uh airy and airy said my horn itches and i was like wow and i put that two and two together i was like well her quirk is already manifested but like it's gonna reach like i guess more maturity and that's why it's itching like i don't know like in terms of like the senses of puberty and and things of that nature with quirks and i don't know how they want to explain it but i put that two and two together like oh she's itching now too something's gonna manifest from airy and that's gonna be critical i'd imagine right so, um, but yeah, we, like I said, we see the backstory. We see an incredible fight between fucking Redestro and um, and Shigaraki. We see incredible fights all around in general. Just to see the villains, you know, have 
this galvanization in their souls for each other and for the situation. It's incredible seeing Giga Machia shed tears as he saw the fucking destruction that Shigaraki rained down upon this city. Um, cruel and unmercifully and dark and sinister. Um, and Giga Machia fucking blew a load, basically looking at fucking Shigaraki be evil and basically got him to, uh, you know, he swore his loyalty to him in right. the end. And he basically, um, what's it called got the paranormal um the paranormal liberation force or i'm sorry the but well, that's what they're called now but the um the meta the met what, what do they call it Meta some shit like something liberation force or whatever i was gonna say mediterranean but that's not right paranormal <laughs> so, no it's not paranormal they renamed it paranormal it was something else it was like metacausal or something like metacausal liberation force or something like that so um basically oh and redestro by the way as he's about to die, saves himself by chopping off his legs. So now um, Redestro is a double amputee, but he's still got a pretty crazy quirk. I'm very curious to see how he's going to how they're going to work that in with him right. having no legs um, and being basically the second in command. Um, we see all the generals and the majority of the generals um, are from the um, League of Villains. However, they have the one ice person who's now a general um, as well under Shigaraki. Um, but yeah, all in all, it's a very, very, um, a very, very powerful and extremely action-packed arc that closed out the season. Um, we also see uh, like it closes out at the end of the day with the villains. Um, I'm sorry, with not the villains, with the heroes, and that's fun. But you know, honest, I, I feel that way for like a, like a lot of people have said, like, dude, like the villains just have like so much more like cool factor, so much more backstory now that we like can relate to or like or sympathize for. Like it, they it's completely switched like you know what i mean like when it got back to the to the to the heroes like it was cool but then i was like oh man especially for this type of show like this shonen show they really act more like kids than other shows and you can really see that especially after seeing the villain arc and then going back to the kids i really feel that you can see like the childishness that they're still going which is fine obviously they're you know they're 15 years old i think you know what i mean but yeah like 15 16 mm-hmm. yeah still it was great it was fucking great Actually, I forgot. I forgot a series that I was watching without you. You forgot a series? Oh, which one was that? Uh, Vanitas. Oh my god, that was one of your favorites. Yeah, I, actually, actually, can I talk about that real quick before Tokyo Avengers? All right, bonus content, everyone. Alrighty, uh, very good shit. Let's, let's let me just tell you right there, great shit. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, the after the whole thing with the the doctor, uh. Jenna uh, meets up with Vanitas. They calls him over, like, "Hey, I'm gonna take you on a date to like learn to love you." Mm. But you find out Jenna's a real plan is basically she talked to Dominique about uh, how can I get Vanitas to go away from me, like stop loving me. They mm-hmm. go, like, oh, "Well, no, told me that um, he could he can't love someone back." Mm. So I was like, "Okay, so I have to have him like love me, and then I love him basically, and he will go away." He's like, "Yeah, okay." So they do all this, and they actually go on an actual date. And Vanitas oh. is just adorable with it. And I feel, but you feel like he's catching on. And while that's happening, No uh, meets up with uh, Lord Ruthven or August, mm. uh, the guy that basically wanted to kill Vanitas for basically disrespecting the queen. Mm-hmm. So he, so he has, so he takes No to this cafe like privately, like this is gonna be just us talking basically. Mm-hmm. So and then you he asked questions about Benitas a bit and then his teacher the shapeless one and what's going on Benitas and uh, 
Jenna are on that date, and and Dominique and Dante are watching from afar. Like, they, like, like I, I gave her my clothes. I'm watching this. She asked for my advice. I'm going to see this through for them. Mm-hmm. And you just see Jenna have actually having a good time. Like she's actually happy. She's getting like, flustered. Mm-hmm. And then Vidya's like, "I'll be right back." Type of thing. And then you, she's like talking to herself, like, "Why isn't this working?" Why is my heart palpitating like this? Why am I liking it? Then Benita swept behind her, like, I fancy you too. Like, like how surprised type of thing. Mm-hmm. So she freaked out a bit and she bumped into the kid and there was blood. And since since Jenna is basically accursed with like a bloodlust, mm-hmm. she was about to like lose control and bite the kid. Mm-hmm. But Benita put his arm in front of her so she could bite him. <laughs> mm. Like pretend and like a smoke screen's like pretending like you got he's like basically the kids you didn't see anything mm-hmm. and so they get to like a like a private area mm-hmm. and then Janet tells Vanessa like I promise you like I haven't sucked anyone's blood but yours mm-hmm. and it was it was a hot scene for the whole blood sucking thing like, I know it's, it's steamy but um the Vanessa asks Janet like are you cursed like are you a cursed being and she still doesn't answer. And she said, and she asked him, like, like you'll help me if I go out of control, right? And then Benita just looked at her, like, like out of the fact I love you, if you go out of control and you are a cursed being, I'll kill you myself. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'll liberate you, basically. And while that's going on, Ruthven talked to No. He's like, so No, one more question. Uh, what side are you on in terms of vampires and humans? And he's like, he doesn't know type of thing. He's like, he's just more like, they, they can coexist. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, you failed. And the drink Noah was having was poison. Mm. And Reuben bites him to get his blood, basically. Mm. But what he did is, is he's just a little technique of like a slave collar type thing. So basically, he only follows one command once, no matter what it is. Like swear, like loyalty for this one thing. Whatever he asks for, it just as like, Again, it's just the one favor and the, basically it's gone type of thing. That's so when the time comes, you're going to listen to it no matter what. And slowly, no gave in as like, okay, like type of thing, mm-hmm. like under his control type of thing. And then he passed out. Like, Why didn't you kill him? I was like, no, no, I I have use for him. Mm-hmm. And you see Vanitas walking Jen to get her stuff. So and they actually asked her like, Why were you here? Like, why weren't you with uh your master Lucius? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and then, oh, Ruben told me to take the day off. And then Vanitas freaked out. Like you see his eyes going wide. Because mm-hmm. Rufin alone would know. So he was trying to mm-hmm. get that two and two together. Mm-hmm. He rushed like, like he like like had like see, I screaming for no, like where is he type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then you see no passed out on the bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, like what is it? What do you want? And he mm-hmm. and he thought he slept the whole day. Like that memory of that conversation with this guy is gone. Mm-hmm. So like that happened. And then uh, Dante again got into the room and they told Vidius about this uh, cursed werewolf. That's like this, this legendary cursed werewolf that's running around. So Vinicius is getting intrigued about it, and while No is just sitting there, he's like, has he has this sudden craving to want to suck Vinicius's blood. I want to suck your blood. No, like, like, like he wants to like pin him down and bite him, basically. <laughs> and uh, like he's trying to control that urge, and Vinicius is like, "Are you distracted? Like, what, what's up?" Mm-hmm. And uh, No's like, "Forgive me." And like, I really wanted to suck your blood, like the scent of it and all that. Mm-hmm. And then you see Vanitas get serious, mm-hmm. like like at this death glare, mm-hmm. because like basically like when no sucks blood, he can get access to people's memories. Mm-hmm. So he said, like, "If you do that to me, I will kill you." Like, 
Mm-hmm. Like, he was like legit serious, like I will kill you on the spot if you even attempt it. Mm-hmm. And then that just shut no down. Like okay, I, all right, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. He just stayed quiet. It got awkward. And of course, we go to my favorite guy, my favorite paladin, Roland, mm-hmm. who was happy about vampires and humans coexisting. And then his general comes in. Like, why mm-hmm. are you doing research on this? He's like, I'm just doing research here. What's the issue? And then he's like, don't do this. Like, you know what's at stake. You're going to betray God. I, like, the paladin is going to kill your family type of thing if you keep going. Mm-hmm. And he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Question, um, how many of you can I kill at once? Yeah. Like, he frightened his commander. <laughs> he's like, well, if I fight you too, it's going to be a little challenge. But you see where I'm getting at, right? <laughs> Like, I'm not stopping this. You're <laughs> going to like, like, yeah, so I'm going to keep looking this up. And if you try to threaten me again or my family, I will fight you. <laughs> and we both know you're going to lose. <laughs> and he's just like, okay, I'll help you. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then we see uh, Noah Veneers walk in and Veneers looked at him like, like he's having, like, Noah has his, like, depressed, awkward look on his face. Like, he, like, he feels guilty. Mm-hmm. And then Veneers like, all right, I'll tell you what, if Somehow blood is dripping on my clothes or something, or like I'm bleeding out. I'll let you clean that up. And then Noah's got to sound like, really? He's like, nope, <laughs> just kidding. So yeah, and they got on the train. They're going to this. They're going. They're going to travel to this other city where this uh, cursed werewolf type thing is. And then Noah's like, how do I know you'll be here when I wake up? He's like, just go to bed. Like I'll I'll be here when you wake up, basically. <laughs> oh. And then there's an after credit with the charlatan. Meeting this white-haired girl, like in the in the snow, mm-hmm. and you don't know who she is. Uh, apparently, it's like this vampire, the blue moon. Maybe mm-hmm. actually, actually, no, not not her. I'm thinking of a different person. But so basically, there's no name. Just it's like, oh, the fun begins basically, and then it's like, okay, part two in January. <laughs> so great way to end it there. All right, let's continue to uh, where we were going. <laughs> Back to our schedule. Uh, back to spring. We're going back to spring. We're going to finish, close it off finally with Tokyo Revengers. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, basically, uh, we left off with uh, Kisaki back in jail, right? No, not Kisaki. Um, Kazutora? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, how Mikey forgives and all that. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And then, um, what you call it? What's, what's the guy? Chifuyu? Was that his name? Which one? Uh, the guy with the one eye now. The guy, Baji's friend. With one eye? Chifuyu, the, again, the one that... Uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, like, come, with me to, come with me to class. And yeah, he's like, uh, why? To He's like, I, I'm going to make you a jacket. Yeah. Like, uh, like an actual Toman jacket, like the higher-up t- type of jacket. No, an official member. It's an official member. Yeah, jacket. okay, it's an official member. Okay. So he, he, he makes them that as a thank you for everything. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they go to the Toman meeting with everyone. Oh, sorry, I'm getting ahead. Uh, you see Emma with Mikey. <laughs> Oh God! I, you know, I, I, it was funny, but I, it was like, yeah, I don't know. I, but, but it's just still be brought up. Yes, I'm pretty sure it's gonna. I'm pretty sure it'll come to play later. But uh, yeah. is he, is he Hinata, Hinata out of nowhere? Like, hey, uh, what's Emma doing with Mikey? Like, while surprising Takemichi. Mm-hmm. Is like we can't tell Draken. Like they're basically hold. They're like basically wrapping arm around each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going out to this place, and you see uh, Draken like. Oh hell no! Mm-hmm. And they find out uh, Mikey's uh, sis- like like that's his sister, and Mikey took her out for her birthday. <laughs> oh. So and then the Drac is like, "Oh yeah, here's your gift." And he looks at Takemichi like, "The fuck do you think was going on?" 
That, that was how that ended. Uh, Hinata went back to being dead somewhere. And uh, <laughs> even though Draken's giving him chimpo. Yeah. Anyway, that we go to the Tomi meeting and then we see Shifuyu, Mikey, and Hanma up on the stands. And you find out Valhalla and Tomin are now aligned. Which is what they wanted to avoid. It still happened anyway. Yeah. Well, well, it was also because of, like, it was made for him after he killed Kazutora. But since Kazutora's alive, it means whole ordeal. Mm-hmm. And then my, Takemichi's freaking out. And it's like, oh, God, this has happened. This shouldn't have happened. And then, surprise, I know where Shifuyu went up said, okay, I nominate Takemichi as our next, like, our first division captain. And he starts crying. Yeah, again. Oh, God, yeah, no, again. I I hate his crying. No, I mean, I, it's, it gets to be a bit much. No, it's the fact that it really does. He goes to this goal. He cries about. It, I was like, oh wait, I have that goal still. It's like, motherfucker, how the fuck did you forget after months that that was what you're going to do? Yeah. And you don't do it, and then you cry. You don't figure it out till you cry again. So stupid. Ah, God, fuck Takemichi. Yeah, man, but man, phew, God. All right, let, let's better. get to that real. It gets better. All right, uh, he goes back to the present. Uh, he's in the video store, but you find out he's not an employee there this time. He was basically being dropped off, mm. like as the boss. Like, what happened? Oh, he just wanted to rent a movie again. Uh, Naoto's phone number was not in there. Like, there's no no contact whatsoever. Nope. So it was like, okay, we're going out to this restaurant with the with the rest of the guys. Mm-hmm. So and then yeah, you see uh, one of the Kawada brothers. You see Panchan, I think. What was his name? Uh, Pachin. Pachin, yes. And then you see uh, Takabiti's old friends, like grown up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like, like I got them. Even uh, Sendo was that the one that uh, died? You know, I don't think I saw Akun there. Akun wasn't there. Oh no, then all right, then not Akun. Then there was no Akun, and fucking. Uh, but his all, all his other friends were there. Yeah. All the other cool kids. Yeah, but um. Also, that, yeah, they see the old gen and the new gen of Toman. They, they're all arguing. And then you see, uh, like, oh, yeah, Mikey will be here eventually. Like, he's going to be late type of thing. And then you see Kisaki. And he's like, we have this meeting here because there's a traitor. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, um, Chief of you, Takamichi, come with me. And this is where and it they, gets really, this is where it gets gets really so, fucking good. It gets so fucking real. So basically, oh, yeah. so they have a drink together. And basically, well, first he talks about Baji, like... Yeah, like that. Like that was my plan. Like he told, like, "Hey, this is my th- that was my actual plan," and I feel bad about it. Like mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like he, like he, like you, like you almost believe like he was legit sorry. Almost. Yeah, we're, we're, we're we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, they get the drink. They share the drink, and Kisaki's like, "Man, this, I haven't had this much fun in a while. We're actually just drinking and talking." Oh, by the way, um, what I said about uh, me feeling bad about Baji, I lied. That he drugged the drinks, and they black out. And they're tied up to a chair. And he talked about how he climbed the ranks. How Draken's dead. And Mikey's missing. Still. Like, he's still nowhere to be seen in these. No, uh, he's like dead. No, Draken was executed. Yeah. But I'm saying, with, with Mikey, like, Mikey is still nowhere to be found no matter what the future is. Yeah, Mikey's still no Mikey. Mikey's missing in action. Draken has been executed by someone or something that we don't know. More than likely, fucking Kisaki. How did by Kisaki? Yeah. And then he shoots Takemichi in the leg. And he starts starts beating. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, well, that's a reasonable cry, though. (laughs) That's justified. And he beats the shit out of Chifuyu. He starts pistol whipping him. (laughs) And he's like, hey, any last words? And he looks at Takemichi saying, I'm leaving 
coming up to you, and boom, got shot in the head. And fucking dude. And then he goes to Takemichi, like, I'm going to shoot you now, basically. And then he's like, goodbye. And his last words were, my hero. And you hear the gunshot. Yeah. And it blacks out. And that's the end of the season. <laughs> we what got a cliffhanger. Ball. We got what blue a ball here. Cliffhanger, bro. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, but it, I loved Kisuke until you find out his motives in the manga. So yeah, you know more ahead of time. I, I mean, I never loved Kisaki. Why the fuck would I like? No, no, like he's a, he's a, such an interesting villain. Oh no, man. <sighs> like I, I, I like his stuff, and then you find out his real motives. Like, dude, he's a bitch. <laughs> he's always been a bitch, bro. But like, he's a fucking simp. Kisaki is a fucking simp. <laughs> he's a simp. All right, don't tell me anymore. All right, that's all I'm gonna say. Fuck you. That that should have not been the thing. Yeah. Like, 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 you should have kept the mystery of why he was doing it, uh, how he manipulated people, how he can kill people anytime he wants, that type of thing. They should have kept that as a mystery. Good, good guy. I like his fashion sense, though. I will say that. I like his suit. Yes, bro. All, him and fucking, uh, what's his face? Um, Hanma? Fucking yes. smooth. All right. Fucking smooth, bro. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, no official word on when season two is going to happen. Too, especially with how popular. Oh, there, oh, there's definitely going to be with this uh, when probably like probably a year from now. Yeah, I hope so. But uh, definitely, definitely a great way to end it for the, the spring. It's still up there on my top of the year. <laughs> if I was grading it, if for the summer season, I would. But I, again, it's still spring because it still kept coming. <laughs> no, I mean I graded. So I graded as summer, and we'll get into. No, no, I know. People do. People, do, people do. People yeah. don't. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get into it more on Monday because it yeah. seems like we'll have the d- d- differencing opinions on it. Because I don't think I graded it on. Uh, I don't think I graded it during summer because I knew it was continuing or spring because I knew it was continuing. So exactly, that's what I did. Yeah, it was. We we basically. Flipped. So that's why it was a little harder to do my top ten because the three of them that were good were continuations. It's like, and they're either and the other ones that we have are either mediocre or really good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I digress. Well, we'll get into it Monday. All right. Spring's over finally. Thank God. Let's shall we Spring finish 2021 summer? is over. Yes, yeah, so let's finish summer and let's start off with fucking. If I can get my list back up because I didn't have it out, let's start off with, with Kageki Shoujo. Because you know, all right, let's let, let's go into this. Let's go into Kageki Shoujo. It, it was a nice ending. I can't lie. It, it made me it made me feel good at the end, and I'm very curious to see if they have a season two. They set it up. We'll see. I hope so. Uh, let's. I I was more into this than you because mm-hmm. again, like the shoujo type genre isn't your fully cup of tea, except for like fruits baskets. It's just you know I, I like shoujo anime. It's just in this instance, there were plenty of instances where freaking I just felt like I was watching catty bitches, and I was just like, yeah, I fucking hate anything like catty bitches. But you know, hold on. I did say if we started off with Kiki Shoujo, I was gonna rant a little bit. So let me rant. Before we get into the, the all right, I'll let you rant about her, I, which is which is totally oh, fair. Oh my god, yo, this fucking Hijiri, Hijiri, I hate this character more than I hate I've hated a character in such a long time, dude. Like I fucking despise this cunt. Like, bro, I wish Truckoon would fucking take her. And not isekai her ass. Just fucking hit her and just be done with it. Fucking hate this bitch. <laughs> I hate this bitch, bro. Like, I hope, like, every... T- bro, I hope in her life, she must have the most fucking atrocious periods ever. Where she's, like, <laughs> curled up, throwing up. Oh. Like, you deserve all the fucking misery. You deserve oh all God. of it. I hope, like, fucking, like, you're bleeding so heavy that you fucking stay in bed because you're lightheaded. 
I, I fucking hate that bitch. I hate that bitch, bro. Like, all the other girls, even the girls that are mean or serious, they're that way because of the love of the craft. Because this is their their dream. They don't want to let it go. Hijiri's like that, too. But she's just so unnecessarily cunty. So, like, well, she... Plus, well, plus, we don't know how good she is, either. She's, But she's a mean girl. I don't give a fuck how good she is. She could be fucking the equivalent of Shakira singing and dancing and freaking Jennifer Aniston on Friends acting. I don't give a fuck how good she is. She's a bitch. She is a bitch, dude. She is unnecessarily cunty to these girls. And I'm, oh my God, bro. Every time, like, I see this bitch, like, yo, I just hope some bad shit happens. Like, if she walks under the sign of fucking, of, uh, of, 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 Kyoka, I think I hope that sign falls on that bitch. I hope the sign falls on that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, fuck, bro. I hate that bitch. I fucking hate that bitch, bro. Hate that bitch. You're hey, good? Matt. Hey, Matt. What? I hate that. that hate that bitch. I know. I know you do. But we gotta move on. But I want, I, somebody would fucking kick her in the cunt. Uh, uh, all, right, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> kick. Well, Boom. The, the, the talk to Kenki part two finale is keep it right by history being a cut for an hour and a half. Bro, if we get talk to Kiki merch, oh, Jerry's yeah. like, no, no, it's gonna be you. It's gonna be a picture of you kicking her in the cunt. Oh, with our little fucking our our, our little character, our avatars, yes, our avatar. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, well, we'll see. Anyway, uh, these last few episodes is basically Ando Sensei saying there's good. It's funny. I can just see. Like, I can just see. Like, I was. <laughs> you stop it. No, I was gonna say I see like a I see Sarasa in the background of the of the of the, of the picture. She's like, oh my god, and you see just a straight face. Fucking, uh, what's her face? I, I you see a straight faced eye, and you see a fucking like, oh my no, god. No, no, I no, I has to give the thumbs up while it's happening with the straight face. Ooh. <laughs> and you see the fucking uh, you see the twins surprised, and yeah. you see and you see fucking uh the uh the 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 incho the class rep just looking over like huh. Like just in disgust, like yeah. So and while uh, Yamada sings a song on her, <laughs> Sarah plays the background music of <laughs> Seth made me with the cunt kick. Oh yes. man! All right, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm you're sorry. done now. Out your system. Till next time. <laughs> Until the next time you bring it up. Okay. Okay. Ando Sensei, I love Ando Sensei. Ando yes. Sensei. My favorite is the gay Sensei. I don't know his name. The 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 music teacher. He's my favorite. I forgot his name, but um. He's my favorite. Anyway, Ando tells the girls, like, hey, uh, the, the year two people are going to have a little festival, but this time you year ones are going to have be able to do a small scene of Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. And we're looking for parts. So Romeo, Juliet, Tybalt, and Juliet's nurse. Mm-hmm. So basically these last three episodes is auditions. Mm-hmm. Like we get to see some of their progression. And they're good. And they're good. They're damn good. Um really? I was first because uh, let's see. I was uh, she wanted Juliet, Sarasa, and um, what's that? What's the class ref's name? Uh, da, 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 uh, Sala. Uh, they both wanted Tybalt. Yeah. While the Sawada, while the other Sawada sisters wanted Juliet, obviously. Uh, Yamada got Juliet. Uh, was Karu? Ro- she wanted Romeo, right? Yes. Okay. And I forgot what Riso had. So who the fuck cares? I think she was one of the year two classes. I think that's why I didn't care. Anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they're all trying to figure out how to actually act. Uh, yeah. I Well, I definitely need to learn how to act because basically, yeah, she was basically an idol, but not acting. She was just there. Yeah, basically. 
Yeah. And then Sarasa needed to figure out her personality or her, how she wants to approach it. Yeah. But uh, let's talk about Ai's performance first. This was really good. When it it was so good, dude. Like I felt so happy for Ai. Like I just uh, like, like she found her voice. Like she's like yes, I and especially Yamada. Those two fucking. I'll get to Yamada in a minute. Oh yes, bitch. Yes, yeah. that's what I was saying. Like, I'll, I'll I'll get to her in a bit. But uh, again, like she got all this for like because of how Sarasa helped her during all of this. So that's like her appreciation type of thing. And then she just starts freaking out after, like, ah, I can't believe I did that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my mic fucking, uh, not my mic, my fucking headset went out. Yeah, yeah you're good. You're all good, you're all good. And then we get Yamada's performance. She starts freaking out because the fact that she's the bottom. Yeah, at <laughs> the bottom. Yes, and then you see the music teacher's like, I'm, I might be a little biased, but like, I, like he helped her, like, I want to root for her. And then we get a flashback of Yamada. I felt uh, for her. I, I felt no, for like, her so no, much. I, I'm going to get to that, mm. if you notice. But, um, yeah, uh, her family's a bakery, and then she has a crush on the guy. I was like, but she kind of likes her for the bakery, basically, you find out later on. Mm-hmm. And then you see her, like, looking at her friend who's, like, dating people. And then, She's a whore. Uh, her friend's a whore and stupid. More or less, but uh, basically doesn't know how to stay mostly attached. She's definitely you not find... Let me finish. <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> I'm getting to it. <laughs> getting <Got> to <laughs> it. Did you miss us, motherfuckers? Like, like will you? I'm gonna pull girl about you. Will you stop? <laughs> will you stop? Damn it, gorilla. <laughs> anyway, uh, she sees the guy that she has a crush on, like a little upset that she got rejected. So he's like, okay, maybe this is my time to move in. And then he says, no, basically, while well, he has a friend. No, she didn't even really go into it. She's like... Oh, she, she wants to see there was a chance. And then it's like, yeah, okay, she thought there was it, a chance, it, it, so if like, he asked me out, and then he, he asked yeah. me out, I would say yes. Yeah, and then he's like, Yamada-san. And she's, Hi. she's like, you know, um, and he's like, you know, I wish if it was possible. And she's like, her heart's fluttering. She's expecting it. Will you be my best friend? Will, you, will we be friends forever? Ding! Oh, my heart yeah. broke. But... After that, though, her friend pulls Yamada to the school roof. Yeah. And it talks about, like, open up type of thing. And then Yamada's like, no one ever calls me cute type of thing. Yeah. And then this girl's like, I think you're cute, that type of thing. And she's like, like, I would love to go out with you. No, bro, you have to to tell a little bit more. She's like, you know, you're my only friend. Yeah. You know, you're such an amazing person. Like, if I was a guy, I'd totally date you. And then she's like, you know, I would date you if you asked me right now. And then Yamada's like, yeah, right, type of thing. Like, 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 what are you talking about? But she confesses. And then, what? She confesses. I know. And then you see the friend, like, of course, silly me. You see her laugh and then you see her cry. Yeah, dude. And it didn't, it took me later to figure that out. Like, oh my God. Like, like she was actually legit serious. Yeah. And she had to play it off like that. that like, was... Oh yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, totally kidding. Even though she wasn't. And then Yamada, during her performance, she like, Oh shit! She actually yeah. liked me. Yeah. And but then she, she, does Yamada like girls? We don't know, but I feel like with how she performed, we know Karu while likes, thinking while while thinking about her. Yeah, we know Karu likes like likes guys. Sarasa likes guys. Um, and we're gonna I just hates men, but I hates men. I think I would be. I feel like she kind of is, but at the same time, just more of 
does not. But like she just seems she seems like asexual. She just seems asexual. Like you know. She well, after like, well after her trauma, yeah, I would have yeah, blamed. Yeah, her. yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. The uh, the twins, I think they like dick. Um, I think I, I th- yeah, I think it's just Yamada. Hmm. Might be Yamada, yeah, it's questionable. Yeah, but uh, anyway, uh, she starts doing this, she starts pouring her heart out as performance. It was fucking amazing. And then just you get uh, Sawa's performance as Tibbolts right <sighs> after. Striking. Jesus Christ. So she got that. You got that rage pity. Wait, hold on. I want to back up in terms of uh, Sawa because there was a moment and they flash back um, to before. Yamada, still timid, uh, apologizes to Sawa. She goes, in case we're in the group, I want to apologize in case I mess up because I don't want to mess you up. And right. We're presenting groups. And... Um, She's like, you know, I've never had a guy confess to me that she liked me. This is before she realized that her, that her friend that was a girl confessed to her. Yeah. So like, she's like, like, yeah, I never killed anyone. <laughs> and then, yes, I was like, you know, I've never killed anybody. She's like, so uh, Yamada's like, well, I would hope not. She's like, yeah, but, you know, you've never been in a relationship. I've never killed anybody. So we both are inexperienced in our roles. We just got to make do. And you got to just, you know, try and, like, find what you need to find in order to, to try and understand the role as best as you can. And she moves right. on. And that's how Yamada starts start thinking about about um about her, her friend yeah her friend yeah and meanwhile sawa like i said striking just fucking hard i got you felt the rage you felt the expression especially when you, she like looked at sarasa because yeah. Like, yeah sarasa yeah sriracha but yeah but i get it's just that you felt all of it it's like like that sharp stare that cold oh, her voice and then you see uh yamada pause and then he's like the music here is like, oh shit, they should forget our lines. And she made that pause intentionally in dramatic effect to actually sing. And it worked. And like, again, beautiful singing voice. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you want to talk about the flashback with yeah, uh, the, 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 uh, Shirakawa and the Shirakawa? Where Sarasa was trying to go with the boy she, li- she likes? Oh, Akia. Yes. Shirakawa. Yeah. Well, that's their last name. Akia, yeah. Kozo Aboru is the guy, the other guy that talks yeah. to him. I, I'm just yeah. used to knowing him as Akia. Yeah, we should talk about it because it is very critical because it helps uh, you know, with her performance. Yeah, and so it helps with her performance, but I want to make a point how the anime did a good job of. And it's something that's very like you have to pick up on it if you are used to relationship types of like scenes in animes. You know, whenever you see an anime and you see a, a budding relationship or you see a new relationship, it's very flirty, very happy, very bubbly, bright. Um, and we noticed, and Matthew and I did comment on this. I forget what episode it was. Um, it was the the summer vacation episode. Sarasa and her boyfriend shook hands when she left, yeah. and it was very off-putting it was like dude like she's your girl like your girl that's your dude like that's your boyfriend you should like be like more affectionate more kind more intimate and we're not suggesting anything sexual in any way it's just so it's like like a hug and a yeah, kiss not yeah a... a hug and a kiss or you know something like that some emotion and it was just like well, then oh, you find like, out oh, thank you why yeah and then now in in the in the it was it the finale yeah the finale we we come to understand why and basically... well, the, well also the penultimate talks about it yeah the penultimate is what, yeah, basically what goes into it. And so basically, um, Sarasa, 
Um, she starts before her performance. She's the only person um, that hasn't gone yet out of this core group. Everyone went in the morning. They take lunch, and everyone's like, "Oh, we're so relieved." Like, you know, oh, we're also, we find out Ando Sensei is gonna be Romeo for this. No, one. you don't find out until after the. We'll, okay. we'll get to that. We'll get to it. So they're like, "No, Sarasa hasn't gone." Like, where's Sarasa? Is she in the bathroom? Is she okay? And she's out on the bench. You know, normally where uh, where Coco, Coco, uh, Kyoka, fucking um, where she was at. Karu, my bad. There we go. That third time is a charm. Karu. Normally where Karu is, um, Sarsa was there and she started flipping through pictures of her boyfriend thinking about the past. And um, we see basically she has like a whole like party for when she got into um, Kyoka and yep. um, Akia wasn't there. And so Akia promised to take her on a date. Like, let's go to the aquarium. Like, okay. And you could tell Sarsa really like actually like likes him. I don't know whether it's like a best friend like. Um, or whether it's a more than friend, like there's got to be a little bit more than friends in there. I, because the way she was saying, like, you know, I'm so excited. I can't like sit still, you know, I have hours to go and I can't wait to see him. I'm so excited to see him. That definitely sounds like, you know, more than just best friends. So she's like, I know I'm gonna, just going to go to his house. Bye. And she like, you know, grandfather's like, okay, be home before seven. Okay. So she goes to his house and she noticed he's standing outside. And so, you know, shy girl, she hides behind a telephone pole. And she sees Akia's brother um, walk out and they start walking together. At the same time, she receives a message from Akia saying, hey, I'm going to need another hour before we meet up. And so um, Sarasa, being, you know, the quirky girl she is, decides to tail them. And uh, Akia and her brother have like a real heart to heart about. I think that's the uncle. Is it uncle? He's he's yeah. um, uh, Kozaboro, he's older. I know he's older. I thought it was like an older brother. I thought it was an uncle. Hmm. Either way, it's an older, some yeah. sort of older father. Relative. relative, yeah. So they have a heart to heart in front of the Thames. Not the, well, the Thames is fucking in Germany. <laughs> My bad. In front of uh, the 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 large thing where they did um like all the, like the the rowing and and boating stuff in the Olympics. Basically, the large river in Tokyo. Um, they have a conversation, and it's a very it's an interesting heart to heart, saying how you know like you guys are best friends, but at the same time, I don't want you guys to um to um, lose track of one another and you should um you know i think you guys should be together you should be her, you should be uh his his boyfriend or sorry her boyfriend um and she's like oh i can't do that Aki's like no i can't do that and she's like and and her his uncle brother whatever was like no be real you have a crush on her don't lie like you can everybody knows but you should just do it da 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 and so it, it shocks him but it leaves him thinking at the same time as they start walking away we see sarsa behind a bush or something like that and yeah, she's he, not, he, yeah he also kind of friend because again because of, of his kabuki position i don't know if it has anything to do with that i think well, just, but he, he brought it is that he brought it up that's why yeah, yeah, and basically, and it's a very conversation like, oh, don't think that you're like the destined, you're the chosen one. All it takes is somebody better than you to replace you. And even though like I have your back, and I'll like do what I can to convince like the current like uh, Kayo, um, uh, to convince the current Kayo to give you the next slot, it's not guaranteed. So if you're thinking about Kabuki, you should like think about Sarasa instead because that's more definitive at the end of the day. I think like basically that's what he said. It makes a lot of sense, yeah. but. Leave Sarasa questioning everything. And so Sarasa goes to the aquarium on her own. They meet up. Um, and Akia is like, and she begins to try and confess. And he's like, no, never mind. Hey, do you want to see some of the fish? And then Sarasa decides to, you know, be up front and is like, hey, you know, 
I'm not a, uh, I'm not a little girl anymore. I'm not technically an adult, but I'm not a little girl. And, you know, I'm going to be away. And I just want you to like do me a favor and visit my grandfather from time to time so he's not alone because he's had me his whole life. Like, OK, no problem. And then she goes, and I want you to be my boyfriend. And it was very like, what? But, you know, and it was very cute. I was like, oh, when I first saw it. But then when you really think about it, the way that that came about, it wasn't natural because Sarasa heard a conversation she wasn't supposed to hear. And I'm very curious to know if they make a season two, how they address that, because I think they're going to, you know, really I think there's going to be some sort of event that triggers like uh, not a falling out, but like a real like come to Jesus moment between the couple mm-hmm. to find out, like, yo, is this for real? Like, what are we really doing? Like, you know, or telling- she's just doing it just so basically so he could focus on his kabuki role, like like on paper they're together. But yeah, my headset really- went out again. So I, I wore out the batteries on these ones. But yeah, dude, no, I, I agree, dude, at the end of the day, like, I just, I don't know, it's very jarring to me, but it's, it's a very, I guess it, it, it's a real, like, situation that happens with people where, you know, like, you come together under less than ideal circumstances, and you try to, like, you know, try and you try to make it work, and it's just it's something about it, it just doesn't click. And so that's basically where we're at with Sarasa. But regardless, as we lead into this, she basically uses this as motivation to try and like help her out as she goes along um, into her performance. As Matthew already spoiled, she gets called up in the first performance and um, they read off the names and like, OK, hi, hi, hi. They're all there. And then Ando's like, and Romeo will be me. And everyone's like, oh, well, yeah, because there are. There were there no one else wanted to be Romeo. Like that was it. Like yeah, they were yeah, short yeah. on Romeo. <laughs> they were short on Romeo. So she's like, Yeah, Romeo will be me. And everyone is just freaking the and then everyone's like, Oh my god, everyone's freaking the fuck out. Freaking oh, yeah, because the there's out. a lot of freaking, pressure. Yeah, freaking and the his fuck performance. Out. Freaking the fuck out. And as soon as the very first words, because Romeo starts off, the very first words eye opening. It was fucking stellar. Caught everyone. It was just like, Oh my god, it was like he, yeah, like he's loud, he, but not actually raising his voice. Like he's, he's commands. He yeah, total commands command. that attention of the, the audience. Yes, total command. It was absolutely incredible. Incredible. And because of this, everyone freaked out. Like shit. Like does because that because one of the girls was trying to match his loud voice. Like, but he never raised his voice. Yeah. He was booming. No, she, was, she was just off put. She was like, oh, I don't know. I can't. She's like, ah. she like freaked out, and then she's like, ah. She yeah, like, yeah, she, like, yeah, she was trying to be loud to try and match him, but like that's not how it worked. <laughs> I don't think it was to match, dude. I think no, it that, that's it. That was one of the what one of the teachers said that was oh, watching. One, yeah, one of the teachers might have said that. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. Like he's trying to match him, you know, he never raised his voice. So yeah, I don't know wh- where she's getting this from. Basically, that's what they said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it got to uh, Watanabe. Yeah, and she had this elegant performance, like quite the exact opposite of. The other ones for Tybalt. Yeah, and it was, you know, and we find out later. Well, I'll get to that. But in any we'll case, get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. But in any case, yes, it was very, very, completely, completely, completely different from her first performance as as Tybalt. Um, it was splendid. It was natural. It felt authentic. Um, and she really, really, really gathered herself, and she displayed a lot of uh, acting skills. That they never really went over or anything like that. It was just, you know, like it was yeah, natural. It was there. And she learned all this from her grandfather. Like, yes. Just watch this, just hearing him talk and like randomly saying lines from watching TV. Yes, exactly. Dude. And, and then everyone, we get the praise and like, 
Okay, uh, auditions like are up. Like the cast is up. Yep. And then uh, before I watch that, we can go see hers. Bijiri's like, "Hey, you're gonna clean up." Fucking. Idiot. And she's like, "By the way, I hate that see- bitch. I fucking hate like, that bitch." And she's like, "By the way, did you see the cast list yet?" Oh my god, I hate that bitch. I was like, "Wow," but I feel like she got bullied in her first year. I think that's why she's like this. <laughs> Bro, no, that's that's some deep rooted shit, dude. Like it's that's got. But I feel like that that's kind of there's, there's there's a cause for that. I'm not defending, but I feel like that's what happened. But with uh, Ando Sensei, now you see the girls cried and it's like, why did I get the part? Yeah, like the Sawada sisters. But you see, I crying by herself and with her uncle. And, yeah, with her uncle. Uh, Haru, I think. Yeah, her uncle. No, so Tai Chi, Tai Chi, and he's like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, like. Yamada, like, Juliet is this soft, gentle person. That's what Yamada did. Yeah. You're not. It's like... Yeah, basically, he basically said that your performance was great. It was masterful. It was well, just too mature. Yeah. Which is very... It is very telling. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so now, she's like, now she's waiting for Watanabe, and you, you see you see Sawa going to the office, but mm-hmm. not for what? Until you see Watanabe look at Liz, and say, she got the part as Tybalt. Yeah. And then Sawa went to... And it was like, like, I was waiting for it. Yeah. And with Sawa, she asked, like, what did I do wrong? And he said, honestly, nothing. You guys were basically tied. Yeah. <laughs> and you're two different people, and you were both excellent. It came down to this one person. Yeah. And then she asked her later on, like, why? He says, well, if I'm going to buy a ticket, I want someone like her. Yeah. It's, again, despite, no matter how good you are, it's about who sells. Yeah. And people are going to want to pay more attention and buy a ticket for someone like that than how she was. Yeah. The fangirl. Fangirl status. Which is yep. very interesting. They for... legit sell, especially for this all-girls play. Yeah. Because it's for, it's for women. <laughs> yeah. Which is so, it's so wild. Like, when you think yeah. about it. It's like a play of, like mo- of mostly women. 80 to 20. I think, is it 80 to 20 the, the actors or 80 to 20 the fans? For what? The, uh, that are women. The, the cast is all women. The cast is all women, and the fans are eighty to twenty, and it's like, oh, who's gonna yeah. fangirl over you? Is basically yeah, basically what that's, that, that. that's what gets their attention. That's what because again, they sell out every show. Yeah, uh, and that that's where she got that really like shit. Like even with um, I know says like yeah, no matter how much of a hard work you are, like you're not always going to get it. <laughs> yeah, basically, and, and like, it was very it, it was very crushing to Sawa, but Sawa was very very mature, um, and and she held it together until she spoke with her senpai. Um, mm-hmm. who was basically graduating and they had a, a heart to heart about the frustrations of being perfect. It, it was very, it was a very, very, very good, um, conversation because it, it's a real conversation. It, it, there are true frustrations with being perfect. There's true frustrations with expectations and meeting those expectations and just not being able to, to reach your potential, not because of anything you've done or any of your failures, not because you failed as a person or as an actress or, or a woman or a friend or anything, but just simply there's a phenom. There's someone that God is willing to that position and, and he's not willing you. And that's a very raw and a very frustrating emotion but it's a very real emotion and a lot of humans can react and understand that that is you know something that happens for a job whether it's someone that you um i'm a mic just got disconnected a little bit fuck let me go back to it really quick all right i'm back to normal all right anyway 
whether it's not missing out on a promotion for a job because someone was just there for longer or you know or whether it's not getting the person that you want because you just you know didn't confess like in, in enough time or something like that like it's just stuff with that you did nothing wrong it's just a, a product of the reality of the life that you're in at the present second and that was really what was like told to, to sawa and eventually sawa cries and um what's it called uh her senpai is like save your tears for when you graduate don't don't cry now yeah that was very telling as well and it ended on a very high note with them for sure yeah and then you see sawa actually go to wanarabe like congratulate like be the bigger person like like yeah you got it congrats type of thing yeah like I, I learned a lot but still like you've earned it yeah and uh and some of the girls were mocking yamada for getting juliet's like, oh, one of them was like, oh, like oh and i don't know she earned that you guys shut yeah. up basically yeah Kau, uh karu was very was very supportive and you know she was upset and she just and she should be upset because you know it's a heartbreaking thing to not be chosen but she stood up um as a fearless classmate as, as a friend as a uh I, I cared about her, yeah. Yeah, she cared about her. She was um what's it called? What's the word I'm looking for? Um um integrity. She yeah. she, she was very integritous um with her speech to 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 Yamada and they and they cried together for each other um as thank yous, as I'm sorry's. Um they had a moment with each other and and they they were very contentious cuz one thing that we didn't mention is um at the beginning of like before the the, the things happened they were all the girls were in the bath and uh, there was a lot of tension between the girls because of the fact that you know Yamada is very timid and Karu and Sara were very fucking like fierce and aggressive and fiery and Sawasa you know was trying to put up her cool front but Sawasa was also very frustrated with trying to you know get the position and I was going through her things each girl was going through their own specific issues in terms of how to cope with the circumstance that they found themselves in and the pressure of, of wanting to succeed and wanting to grow and wanting to support um it was very very um it was a very good baseline a very good foundation to why all of these performances mattered why all these performances made you feel emotion um and it, it was a very good end i felt to this series and i hope there is a season two um it's not something that i would go out and watch on my own um i literally only did it because you recommended it but um it was very solid as a whole yeah um again i feel like there should be a season two of how it ended like oh yeah um you see mm-hmm. the people that that got the part talking to the class two people and it ended mm-hmm. with basically okay here's an auditions for the next set of class mm-hmm. so i was like as they're gonna go to their year two here comes the next class so i feel yeah. like there's going to be uh okay i like this a lot more than you did yeah i was like i can understand some gripes that you've had <laughs> your dislike for nighthead i did not feel this for kageki at all like i liked kageki it just you know it's not my favorite it's not gonna rank but at- if, if but if I- someone liked this type of anime would you recommend it to them? if anyone i mean i have limited exposure in this anime because the only the only exposures that i have to shoujo are fruits baskets and this i say like people that, that liked like like class theater yeah, I yeah. One of the reasons why I decided to do it was not only because of your recommendation, but as a low-key thing. I enjoy theater. My cousins did theater. I have an appreciation for theater. I love going to see theater when I go to New York. I love yeah. going to Broadway. I love seeing little things when I'm in Florida and catching them here um, at the Dr. Phillips Center in Orlando. I like seeing stuff like that. It intrigues me. You know, I, I appreciate the arts. And, you know, not to the extent of, of a, a hardcore fan. I can't read you. I can't tell you lines 
lines. I can't tell you actresses and actors. I can't tell you any of that. But if I go to a, a show, I can appreciate why I'm there and what I'm seeing. And that's why I watch Kageki Shoujo. And I'll be honest, uh, you know, I was going to get into this during our reviews. The first half was better for me than the second half. But like I said, that ending was super duper solid. And I appreciated that ending very much. And because of that ending, I would want to see a season two. And so be, as a show as a whole, yeah, I would recommend it, especially with right. like the, the themes that the Kageki does touch on. For sure, I would recommend it because those are the type of animes that I'm drawn to, things that are real life. You know, we have this conversation with plenty of people in our groups um, yeah. and with other people that we that we talk to. You know, they watch anime to avoid real life. That's why people love shonen and isekais and things of that nature because it's all fantasy. You know, there's no way. You know, I think there, I think there might be a way, but there's no way in in present reality that these things happen. Meanwhile, when you watch slices of life and you watch shoujo anime and things of that nature, they're very telling because they they reflect and they mirror things and themes and situations from real life. And I appreciate that more. And I love things like that. So yeah, I would recommend it for sure. All right. All right. So let's now go to a more disappointed one. Before we do that, um, we're at an hour and 54. Okay. Um, all right. So let's cut it here as, as a part one. Okay. Um, I gotta wash my hands because I was one of the batteries I was dealing with like, exploded. Yeah. So I've got. All right, like, so that'll be our break. Uh, also, uh, guys, stay tuned. Uh, when we come back, will we? The next time you hear us, it'll be part two of our seasonal finales. When I'm driving in my Lincoln, the pressure begins to instantly evaporate. Experience the power of sanctuary at Lincoln.com. That's L-I-N-C-O-L-N.com. Win your share of $1 million all season long with the Play Sugar House Beat the Spread Challenge. Download the Play Sugar House app or go to PlaySugarHouse.com to start winning. Playable in New Jersey only must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.